0: All right. Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome, 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 welcome back to episode 35. But I don't want to monetize the value of public practice. Before we get too deep in the podcast, um, let's ease in, let's ease in. So I went on a walk yesterday I'm on the East Coast currently in Maryland, uh, Prince George's County to be exact. And one of my favorite things about winter and about when it snows, we got so much to some, not that much, but to us, a lot of snow um, this week. And one of my favorite things is seeing leaves frozen in time, like layered sometimes in puddles and ponds. It is so poetic and to have witnessed that and be like, have been able to go on walks this week and see that has been uh, keeping me soft, uh, keeping me um, open and allowing me to kind of like um, land my attention on, on, on um, things that give back, I guess, uh, and those those leaves frozen in water definitely do that for me. So, um, speaking of poetry and poesis, and um, the winter, I we had a time in Tuesday's world building workshop. Uh, we talked about I like the Cedar World retreat and the upcoming winter twenty twenty four cohort. Uh, But we also got to know each other and talk a little bit about our stories and kind of validate each other. And one of my favorite parts of the workshop was when I asked us to introduce ourselves and our interdisciplinary practices in three words or more. What themes, desires, rituals, curiosities are we braiding together? And everyone's responses felt like a poem. So I am going to read them here. I'm going to read our like collective poem that we kind of like wove together in the chat. <clears throat> writing, florists, and root workers. Sound sculpture, textiles, water, herbs, and conversations. Experience, journey, space, time, weaving, spinning words, sculpture, somatics, writing, journaling, poetry, reading, digital painting, collages, sometimes textiles, jewelry, rituals, VR, sound, textiles. Writing, music, and games. Writing, list maker, muse, connector, beauty, curiosity, and spirituality in all forms. Moving, image, coffee, readings, ether, presence. Ink, herbs, lineages, liberation. Plant, herbs, tattooing, cloth, poetry. Farming, writing, building connections. Movement, therapy, vul- vulnerability via storytelling. big journaling. Doula, holder of spirit, creative divinities in earth, speculative geography, space, place, identity, deep listening, observations, dance, fibrous pigments, somatics, teaching, ancestral reverence, animism, ancestral veneration, prayer, plants, body, shower, dancing, intuitive, writing, holding, change, design, care, writing, imagining, teaching, writing, listening, learning, Sound, selection, pen, page, hateration, and holleration. Story, music, divinity, ghost, director, soon to be mother, gaming, writing, daydreaming, saying no, naps, journaling, staring out the window. Shapeshifter, breath, spirit, sensual energy, love, attention, ritual, writing, collage, research, systems, folklore, data mapping, weaving, ancestry, making things, astrology, collage, water, play, painting, herbs, ceremony, detailing, research, conscious consumption, performance, writing, improvisation, archiving, Afrofuturism, whimsy, fabrics, herbs, community, social practice, painter, poet, engineer, writing, music, visual art, creative consciousness, erotica, folklore, divination, abolition, Poetry, love, visuals, spaciousness, birth, work, death, work, sex, work, power, privilege, and oppression at the intersections. Creative code, community language, looking, teaching, connecting, mothering, ancestral lineage, healing, political education, poetry, gardening, textiles, hosting, archiving, mysticism, social cohesion work, storyteller, space maker. Multidisciplinary visual artist. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, y'all. Have we found our people? Um, I like I I, I think we found our people. <laughs> my other favorite part of the workshop was when I did a little story time about my journey as an overworked teacher with zero boundaries um to like going through this transformation where i use speculative fiction and world building to heal and listen listen the way we showed up and validated each other with like shared vulnerability in the chat was so 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 affirming it broke my heart a little Right, that we had, that we all had, it seemed like, or many of us had such similar experiences. But my heart was like simultaneously mended in that moment, remembering that we're all showing up because we deeply desire otherwise, other options, other worlds. So if you missed last Tuesday's or this Tuesday's, this like past Tuesday's workshop, No worries whatsoever, because we are going to do it again on Thursday, the 25th. And um, now that we've located our zone of desire, which is what we did in Tuesday's workshop, we're going to locate your creative offer. We're going to kind of collectively imagine what that might be. We're going to ideate together using the creative offer questionnaire to oneself. Uh, remember, the creative offer questioner to oneself, it's that worksheet that you might have filled out by yourself or alongside me listening to episode 31. Well, in this upcoming workshop, we're going to fill it out together as a group. So go ahead and register for the last world building Workshop before enrollment closes. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can just visit c schoolcom backslash workshop. Uh, but if you've already registered for the first workshop, no need to register again. I'll just go ahead and send you um, the Zoom link for this one as well. Since I already have your your email and we're already in touch. Um, but yeah, I really hope to see you there. Uh, Tuesday's workshop was so fun. And um, Thursday, will be filled with even more chances to workshop and hear from one another. So uh, I hope you join us. I hope you join us. I'm gonna take a sip of my coffee and kind of um ground my sensorium here. We're kind of entering the phase right before we get into the meat of the podcast. And I wanna I wanna ground us in space and time together. So let's ground our sensorium, the deep breath in and out, and kind of maybe note one thing we can hear, touch, feel, taste, see. Ah. Uh, in and outside of our bodies. So let's begin. I can taste the honey and coffee on my lips and on my tongue from that that sip I just took. Um, I hear the TV in the background. Um with a low hum, low, low hum. What's your what's your mood? What's your or what's your what's going on in your sensorium? Um, before we move on to the mood piece. Um, if we think about kind of like that question, like what's our mood right now? Um, I'd love to know how you're doing. Feel free to answer out loud or or, or to yourself. We do a little check-in. Um, for me, my mood is like resolve or possibility. I want like one of the two, right? It's It's more solid than hope. Right? Hope feels like one of those balloon words that when it com- we, when it comes in contact with sharpness, it pops to reveal nothing but air. Um, but what I'm feeling is whatever whatever that feeling is when you remember, okay, okay, maybe I can do this. <laughs> maybe I can do this. Maybe I can survive one more day without letting rage completely consume me literally burning me from the inside out. Maybe I can move one limb inside of this atmosphere of grief. Right? Even if it's just my pinky. Right? That feeling, that, that mood where it's like, okay, maybe, 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 just maybe we can That's my, that's my move for today. And um, what intention are you, what intention, um, what's your intention, I should say, for whatever you're doing in this moment, whatever it may be listening to this podcast and or multitasking. Um, My intention is to think alongside you and ground us inside our questions and hesitations around monetizing our creative practices. It's also my intention to keep this conversation open for critiques And additional perspectives, right? It's too nuanced for this to just be, for there to only be one take, only one method, only one model to think um, through this. So that's my intention. But um, let's get right into it. Now that we've grounded ourselves and, and, and checked in. As the title suggests, (laughs) I want to address the somewhat elephant in the room, right? The one we haven't talked about, the weariness and the dis-ease around the concept of generating income from inside our practice, right? This like very legitimate concern that monetization will compromise its pleasure and integrity. And here's the thing. Do I believe everyone should monetize their creative practice? No, (gasps) absolutely not. But do I believe everyone should practice in public? Have some public-facing practice, some public-facing creative practice? Yes, I do. Because I believe this is how we show up for each other we're all born creative. I really believe that's like a part of the human experience is to like be able to care for each other and tend for each other through our creativity, through our creative expression, through our creative care. And to be in public practice is to be in this like exchange of reciprocity. I do believe that we should all like try to figure out how to do that, right? And do I believe practicing in public produces value? Yes, I do. Do I believe we should get some sort of resource exchange for producing said value? Yes, <laughs> the answer is yes to that as well. All right. And if you cut off the podcast after I say this, all right, then you will um have received the message. You will have received what I wanted to say, what I wanted to share with you. Here it is. It does not serve us to pretend our art doesn't have the capacity and the power to inspire transformation, to heal, to connect us in critical ways, to change a life. Right, What we are doing is actually paradigm shifting, status quo disrupting work. And it does not serve the work to pretend that we don't need our material needs met to continue doing it. So I no longer see pricing my offer, creating my, a framework for my offer, doing the administrative work inside my offer, facilitating inside my offer, as separate from my poetry practice, where I use the bathtub as the studio and water memory, like steeped in this, steeped in this Epsom salt and lavender and coconut oil as a collaborator, right? Or separate it from, from my painting practice, where I paint and print on scraps of cowhide to think through interspecies entanglement, right? Black feminist social life, biotechnology, biopower, physics. These things are no longer separate to me because they're all in this web, in this ecosystem, informing and feeding each other, making each other possible. Sita School. My public-facing practice—the container, the vessel through which I practice in public—informs, facilitates, and waters the imagination. My imagination that I then that I like that I then like carry into the studio, right? Whether it's the bathtub or or the place where the paintings get made. And let's be clear. <gasps> let's be let us be very clear, y'all. I I've done it. I've done it both ways. I've I've done. The artists, the quote unquote like artists in solitude thing where I lived off artist grants or was awarded studio space and privately made my paintings or my ceramics or my poetry, you know, only to emerge from from like the cave of my studio to exhibit the work in a gallery or give an artist talk. Right. I've also done the like quote unquote hold down a full time job and allow it to fund the studio practice thing. Where I worked retail or a restaurant or a nine to five with a salary and healthcare and retirement benefits, and that was absolutely necessary for the longest time, for most of my twenties, that was absolute like absolutely necessary. So I don't want to delegitimize it by saying like quote unquote, I don't like that. Please do not misunderstand that as like a delegit like a d del- de De-litter, delitimization. <laughs> I guess, I can't, there's too many syllables, but y'all know what I'm trying to say, right? That, that, that way of working was absolutely necessary until it became unsustainable. And for me, it became unsustainable. And like, here are the, there pro- are the problems I found with both of those options, Right? Um when I was an artist in solitude I felt lonely inside my practice right it's often glorified and romanticized but I was missing the generativity of being in conversation with my community and peers it's one thing to talk about your work with with friends and family chosen kin or otherwise right we love them they're sometimes our biggest fans we love them but it's another thing to talk about the work with folks engaged in similar work as yours, but like from different angles, right? Like I said, we often romanticize the artist and solitude lifestyle um, and it's necessary. Don't get me wrong again. It's necessary in some seasons to incubate in this way and have the the, the like delicious pleasure to incubate in this way. Um, and in, in many cases, the delicious privilege, Right. That's like, that's kind of a, that's in some cases a privilege to be able to incubate in that way. But it doesn't like, for me, it didn't feel sustainable or aligned with the goals I had inside of my work, which was to open my practice up and make it, you know, poke some holes in it, make it breathe a little bit so that there can be some two-way conversation um, and, and and allow others to poke holes in it. Right. That's the most important part being available to the people we say we want to be accountable to. Now the second one um like holding down a full-time job allowing it to fund the studio, the studio practice. Um I think is what most of us are currently doing right now, right? We 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 we're we're like making money somehow to pay our bills, whether it's um living off savings or taking a sabbatical, whether it's holding down a full-time job at 9 to 5, whether it's holding down a part-time job, right? Because that's what our capacity can allow right now, right? Whether it's stringing together some like freelance gigs or contracts, like whatever it is, we're, we're, we're most of us are doing like this second thing. Um, and the problem that we rub up against here, the problem that I ran up against here, is that if the work inside the full time job isn't aligned with our deep desire, political values, or ways of working, right, that prioritizes the needs of our bodies we often find ourselves too drained to even devote energy to our practice from experience living in misalignment is absolutely and completely exhausting and if you were in the workshop on Tuesday you know the story i did it for a year i did, I did or did it for years i should say Right, And inside this loop, every ounce of free time gets dedicated to recharging, to recharging our batteries, to replenishing, to re-upping, right? And like every conversation regarding money and resource exchange, there is deep, 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 deep nuance, y'all, right? And this podcast is not covering it all. I know that. We go deeper in the retreat Um, and I'd also love to hear from you, right? Where are my reflections falling short? This is why I practice in public, to be challenged, to have my ideas and thinking informed and transformed by you. In week five of the retreat, we do a lot of work answering the question, who do we dream of serving? My answer is and has always been cultural workers and artists working to make revolution irresistible. And if I say, I love you, I can't hide from you. This is what it means to practice in public for me. (laughs) There's this meme I came across recently I'll share it in the show notes or I'll share it in um, the like Substack email I send out every Thursday to share the new, the new episode. Um, but there's it's, it's this meme. There's this white woman in an open field, uh, like looking with longing at this farmhouse off into the distance and on the woman is the text me, right? Like it me <laughs> on the house. In the distance is the text, The Comfort of Love. And in this open, in the open field, right? In between them, in between the woman and the house is a um, large text that reads the mor- the mortifying ordeal of being known. <laughs> Yo! Practicing in public can bring up the mortifying ordeal of being known, right? And for me, it's only really, really mortifying, right? When I let the fear of abandonment creep in, right? When that like, you know, when those old traumas like start to creep in, cloud our judgment, uh, cloud our beliefs, uh, get the talking in our head. That's only when it becomes mortifying. When, like you know, when I let when I let fear dominate the conversation. But, but inside, what the the delicious part, the 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 beautiful commitment of practicing in public. Is we walk, we make a commitment to walk through that field of fear to get to love every time. Every single time. And through that walk, we learn things along the way. We pick up tools, resources, readings, frameworks, poems, citations, (laughs) We discover new ways of making work and possibly, this is the goal, right? Possibly even new ways of being with each other, with ourselves, with the plant life around us, with the animal life around us, with the spirit world around us, right? Our ancestors, with people we haven't even met yet people who aren't even born yet then we share all we know and all we have publicly right our genius is our generosity right the key ingredient in the spell is reciprocity like it's 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 there's this give and take in the public practice Right, we share all we know and all we have publicly because if I say I love you, I can't hide from you. If I say I love you, I'm also accountable to you. This way of living, loving, learning from inside the times, the like the the, the like the, the what is it? How do I want to call it? The town square, right? Of the internet in this case, is a forever commitment for me because it makes the work possible. And your support in the work makes me possible. And when I think about like other public practitioners who have changed my life and made me possible, I think of Angela Davis, I think of Audre Lorde, I think of James Baldwin, I think of Octavia Butler, I think of Toni Morrison. I think of Ikweke Imezi. I think of Sadia Hartman. I think of Miriam Kaba. I think of Solange Knowles. I think of Des Davis and so, 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 so many more. And speaking of Des Davis, right? The witch, witch, our our favorite, our favorite, favorite, favorite uh, rich witch. She reminds us in the uh, Your Story Medicine podcast, I believe the title is The Rich Witch Life, Permission to Prosper with Des Davis. And inside that, first of all, listen to that podcast. So many juicy gems drop, especially if you're having like some money mindset stuff you're feeling creep up around this conversation. Give that podcast a listen. In that, she says, this is a quote. And what's beyond capitalism is actually what existed before capitalism. There was resource exchange. We are uniquely embodied with gifts that we can exchange with other gifted individuals. There is an existing paradigm that precedes and proceeds capitalism that ancient spiritual civilizations have been thriving off of for thousands of years. And we want a peace. How do we do that today in 2021? It's not less available by any means. So when they recorded this was 2021, but it's still the question, that's still the question in 2024. Right? How do we do that? How do we be a part of a resource exchange that precedes and proceeds capitalism? What we're talking about is a resource exchange for your valuable public practice. A practice that is bound to transform us because it is already transforming you. Right? Imagine, imagine if like the way you're already practicing in public, if that's already transforming you transforming you in positive ways. It's not that it's not that hard to take a step further and believe that it may transform someone else. It doesn't we don't have to walk far to get to that belief. If we're already standing inside of the transformation that we're experiencing inside of our practices, right? If we've already felt the way our creative practices has healed us, has connected us to, to the memory of our ancestors, right? Has connected us to way new ways of imagining possibility. If, if it's already happened for us, all we gotta do is like hopscotch maybe two steps <laughs> to imagine it happening for us, for, for, for someone else, right? Um, so I got a DM with the question will the Cedar World Retreat help me make the transition to replacing my primary source of income? The answer is yes. Now, is it gonna happen in nine weeks? No. <laughs> right? Like you and I both know that would be BS if I sat up here and told you that. I wouldn't tell you that. But depending on how much you currently make it may take 6 months to a year right, of launching your offer tweaking it and launching it again right or just incrementally tweak tweaking it over time if you're you know working with folks one on one right i'm giving y'all all the resources and frameworks i've gathered over the years from launching C to school as a software engineering coaching program and um in school like and, and and from the years of uh, creative entrepreneurship, trial and error, right, I created a, I launched a tech startup in college. I launched a magazine after college. And then after the magazine, I had a community engaging engagement consulting uh, practice at like 23, 24, right? Um, at like 27, I think I had a clothing line, 26, 27. No, what year, what year is um, what year does I desire studio? I was 24. So, like all of this, like my early 20s was there was a whole bunch of creative entrepreneurship happening. Uh in the mid-20s, I had my full-time, my, my full-time job, and y'all, y'all know what happened with that. Then the pandemic happened. And then that's when I left that job and uh, kind of like fell into the lap of my ancestors and wrote the story, the the cedar's origin story, wrote Psychofa, and then CETA school emerged from that. So, like this is this retreat is like a culmination, an amalgamation, an assemblage, a collage of every of everything I have learned along my personal journey, right? And it's transforming me. It's transformed me. Right. And I'm, I'm practicing in public, trusting that it's transforming y'all as well. This is all I have. Right. And all I have is right my commitment to being, um, in love in the way and in, in the ways I desire, um, I say, like I the, the the ways I desire to be in love and in the communities I say I want to serve, right? That that this is that that commitment is kind of all I have. Right. Um but in this work, in the workshop on Tuesday, we also got the question: is this retreat, you know, also for people who want to maintain their full-time job or primary source of income? And the answer to that is also yes. Right. And how can the answer to both of those questions be yes? It's because the Cedar World Retreat is for anyone interested in receiving some sort of resource exchange for the value of their public practice, right? For the value their public practice provides inside the communities they dream of serving. This resource exchange may take the form of money, we also may take the form of skill or work sharing, right? It also may, you know, like your offer may consist of you going on tour and in exchange for facilitating a workshop or a cooking class or a book talk, you receive housing in that city for a month. Maybe that's like the pricing structure and strategy of your offer, right? Because that's the creative life that you desire, right? This is all we're, using the framework of our desire to imagine all of these, all of these possibilities of resource exchange. Remembering and imagining models of exchange outside, right? And beyond capitalism. So I want to... I want to leave you with a strategy, a tip, and a reminder, as always. Here's the strategy. Get clear on your numbers. Right? We do this exercise in week three of the Cedar World Retreat, where we write down all of our mandatory monthly expenses, right? Housing, car, food, bills, subscriptions, beauty childcare, et cetera, to determine how much you would need to cover to replace your current source of income, right? So we have that list. Then we make a visionary monthly budget, right? This is like the juicy, the juicy one, the one where we're like seeding line items of desire, Right, we may include line items like healthcare, therapy, weekly massages, a self-designed writing, treat every, writing retreat every six months, a physical art studio, a studio assistant to help you with larger works. Right, if you're a sculptor, you may not be able to do some of the larger works that you that you dream of doing by yourself. Maybe you have a mutual aid budget. So every time you see a mutual aid flyer on Instagram stories, there's a a set amount of money that you can always make sure you're allocating every single month to your community. Maybe skill development classes are a line item, right? ASL training, writing classes, Uh, disability justice training, facilitation training, et cetera, right? These are investments into our public practice. And we use this monthly visionary income budget to price our offers accordingly or structure, right? The resource exchange of our offer accordingly. Right If most of the line items on your visionary budget uh, like income sheet are are classes and skill development opportunities, maybe the the main structure in your offer can be skill sharing and work sharing, right? And you just have an offer that you exchange with other people, right for their offers for a seat in their offer inside their offer. So a tip. Take note of what's coming up as you do this exercise. Doubt, excitement, discomfort, possibility, a swirl of all four, right? Pay attention to the thoughts that arise. Question their truth. And remember work rooted in our deep desire and aligned with our politics is the only work worthy of us. Of our imagination, our heart, our efforts, our divinity, our energy. So guess what? We are already worthy of the resource exchange that makes that work possible. We are worthy of the visionary income that makes our public practice possible. Just like we can imagine the dozens of public practitioners who have added unquantifiable value to our lives, right? Who have fundamentally changed our lives and tenderly wrapped our spirits in love, right? We can also imagine being on that list for someone else, being that loving life force for someone else, being that loving model for someone else. Monetization is merely a method of many but the work is the water. And may your offer be the watering hole we all gather around. Mm. Y'all, I just had a vision of us like outside gathering around a body of water, all of us kind of lined in a line. We could see across the pond, across the lake, just people around water. So again, I'd love to hear from you, right? I don't do this to talk to myself, although although I am a Gemini. (laughs) And if I talk to myself, the twin will talk back, right? Like we, I talk to myself while I talk back. But for real, I would love to hear from you. I don't do this to talk to myself. I do it to talk to you. So if you didn't register for the first world building workshop on Tuesday, uh, be sure to register for the one coming up on Thursday, the 25th, where we will brainstorm your creative offer together, your watering hole together together. And, like I said, if you registered for Tuesday's workshop, um you don't need to register again. i'll'll I'll make sure you get the Zoom link to join us as well. And I hope to see all of y'all there. Again, you make this possible. Our collective imagination makes uh, right? So many creative possibilities. Uh, so many creative uh, like portals uh, possible. And I think about, Right? Like, what's on the other side of that? We don't have a lot of chances to practice on the other side of the white supremacist imaginary, right? Of the colonial imaginaries, of the models of capitalism, right? Why not create like another portal of otherwise where we can kind of um, practice? The skills we may need, the ways we may need to practice belonging when this thing falls, because we know it's going to fall. We know this shit is unsustainable. We know this level of extraction is unsustainable. So let's kind of like be in a public practice of kind of like how we are going to show up when it does fall and what, what gifts and skills and resources we can offer to each other. Let's practice that now. We're worthy of that work now. So as always, right, this podcast will be my free offering to you. And the best way to support it is to share it with loved ones or take a screenshot and share a clip of it on social media, right? Uh, this helps you sharing it helps other interdisciplinary world builders find us and a lot of y'all have been sharing it already so thank you thank you thank you for that I also heard rating and reviewing the podcast helps as well so if you have the capacity uh, feel free to do that um, when you have a moment but until next time y'all so be it See to it, breathe through it.